Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. All right, overnight crowders, it's that time of the week where we cast our eye across the super netball and everything netty and to help us work our way through the round that was, Sarah Wildy from Edge of the Crowd joins us once again. G'day, Sarah. Hey, Jen. How are you? Yeah, fantastic. Always look forward to this time each week when we talk a bit of netty. Hey, let's start straight away with the Swifts. Their struggles have, look, they seem to continue. They're on the bottom of the ladder still. They lost 73 to 60 to the Firebirds. Yeah, they did. It was a really, a tough weekend for the Swifts. They um they just still haven't worked out what to do about their uh, their offense, considering they don't have Sam Wallace. And I just think the Firebirds really capitalized on uh, the Swifts' lack of forward transition, and they they really couldn't make them count on the scoreboard. And the Firebirds just did all that they needed to do. There, it was a real team effort from the Firebirds. Like there wasn't really one main contributor. It was. Everyone across the board was flowing quite nicely. Um, their defence absolutely dominated the Swiss attack and it, yeah, just all worked out for them at home. It's always very, uh, I suppose, season-defining to make sure that your defence is strong and, I mean, they'll be taking on the Vixens yeah. next week, the Firebirds, but they're sitting in third and I think it's an important part of wanting to play finals at the end is you've got to have rock-solid defence, don't you? Yeah, you really do. And I think they've really found one in Ruby Bakeldor and um, she's, been incredible incredible for them so far this season and I think that if she continues uh, I think the Firebirds will be really well placed in a couple of weeks time when we start talking finals. Okay uh, moving forward to the next game that happened on Saturday and the Fever they had a pretty just steady steady as you go win it was 60 to 51 over the Thunderbirds. Yeah I think steady is a really good word for it. I was uh, at the game um, watching the Fever versus Thunderbirds and I think the Fever just had I wouldn't say it was the cleanest match. I wouldn't say it's a pretty match of netball, but they were just that tiny bit classier than the Thunderbirds and able to sort of use the ball a little little bit nicer. I wouldn't say it was uh, their best match by any stretch, but they also had a few um, sort of outset training and that meant that their flow wasn't quite there as usual, but they, they made, they found a way to win and I think that was really key for them. They They had a solid adding in Adelaide and I think it sets up their season really nicely. I would like to mention though the efforts of Shamira Sterling for the Thunderbirds because she really did challenge Janelle Fowler and that takes a, a lot from a, from the goalkeeper. So um, that was pretty impressive to watch. But yeah, unfortunately for the Thunderbirds, it just keeps getting worse in terms of losses. <laughs> Well, talking back about that um, battle you just mentioned, I've seen them over the last couple of seasons. It seems like uh, that they seem to to lift against uh, each other, and it's a, it's always a good battle. It really is. Um, two of yeah, two of the best going around. Um, Shamira Sterling, goalkeeper. She she has the vertical leap to yes. challenge um, Janelle Fowler, but 
I mean, Fowler just always comes out on top in, in every matchup, I reckon. So, um, but Sterling really did, really did give her a good run on Saturday night. She had, I think it was five intercepts, six deflections, something like that. It was really impressive um, game to watch from her. It was just unfortunate that the Thunderbirds couldn't quite capitalise on it and also couldn't quite use the super shot and things like that as best as perhaps Fever did. Yeah, true. But at the Sterling Fowler matchup is one of the matchups across Super Netball that's always worth watching. And I always feel for Sterling a little bit because there's been a couple of times where she has ended up on the losing side of it. But the stats that she's managed to pull with that uh, has been pretty incredible. So um, something we can hopefully watch for a few more years to come, indeed. Uh, on to Sunday, we had uh, the Giants. Uh, they put on an equal record high <laughs> score. Speaking of the Fever, they're the ones they've equaled. Uh, beating the Lightning 82-54. to 54. This was some match from the Giants. They were impressive from start to finish. I think they were also helped by the fact that they just ran with their best seven for pretty much the entire match. It was an impressive performance for, full, for the full 60 minutes. I think they just had one change, which is Matisse Leatherberry coming on at the very end of the match. But they, they really just went, you know what, we're winning, but we're going to win by a lot more. Um, <laughs> and they really, yeah, the Lightning were uh, quite disappointing, to be honest, against the Giants. But they were missing Kara Conan in their shooting circle. So I think that that sort of threw their front end a little bit. And, yeah, the, the Giants just really put the pain. Um, they <laughs> They were impressive, but they were equally just, punishing they they did not leave the lightning any room they um yeah it was a fiery one but the giants really did come out on top in that one and they're pretty accurate on their super shots they went at 75 percent, so they got 12 of the 16 attempts which is pretty good and even uh when you look at the lightning they also throw up 13 but for them they only landed the seven yeah i think riley batchador was solid but she wasn't quite at the the blitzing best she was the, the week before and I think that um the Giants that impressive combination of Sophie Dwyer and Joe Harton just keeps getting better I think they had a slowish start to the season with COVID and all those sorts of issues but they just keep getting better week on week and I think that that combo can do some incredible things in the second half of the season so I'm very keen to keep watching that one well where do they sit at the moment we've got Giants sitting in fourth with that win. So they're sort of inside the the top four at the moment, the Lightning now slipping mm-hmm. outside there in sixth. Yeah, I think there's some work to do for the Lightning in the second half of the season. They've had a couple of disappointing matches, but then they've had some pretty incredible matches at the same time. And I think that the test comes this weekend with the Thunderbirds. Are, are they up there with the better teams and will they demolish the Thunderbirds this time around or... Are they on that weaker side of things and will they have another good contest with the Thunderbirds? I'd be interested to see. Well, talk about something that was interesting to see. This one, I don't think any of us saw coming. It was eighth beating first. Uh, The Crosstown rivalry, you know that you can probably just disregard a ladder whenever it comes to any sort of derby Mm -hmm. or derby, depending on where you live across Australia. But it was uh, Collingwood, the Magpies, they got up 70 to 60 over at that point, the ladder leading Vixens. This was an upset, absolutely. Although, with the Magpies, I'm not sure we can keep calling these things upsets because <laughs> they've just beaten the Firebirds and then uh, the Vixens. So, pretty good couple of weeks from them. I think, yeah, as you say, a Derby, any time you get out there on court against your rivals, you forget the ladder, you forget all position, you forget how they're coming um, into the match because 
it just matters what they put out there in their 60 minutes. And the pies really brought the energy. And that was something that, that the Vixens noted post-match. They didn't have the intensity and the ferocity that the Magpies had and they lacked rhythm. And I think that that was contributed to by a few of the outs. They had three players missing from their squad of 10. So that's, that is a little bit of a reason as to why the Vixens maybe weren't at full strength or weren't uh, in their rhythm. But the Pies, they, they've found, found a bit of form coming into the middle part of the season. And if they can keep putting performances like that out, they will take it to every team in this competition, especially when you beat the ladder leaders like the Vixens. But I think that there's still some work to be done. I don't think that that was their complete performance. But, gee, Kelsey Brown running through the middle, she is... Yeah, showing Diamond selectors, hey, you forgot about me. I'm here and I'm doing quite well. Well, for the Magpies, that win sets them right on the cusp of the top four. Uh, They're sitting on 12 points in fifth, and they've got what is probably one of the toughest road trips coming where they'll take on the fever in Perth. How do you think that game will go? We we can't, you know, I think the Magpies now, they've, they've shocked a couple, so we take out the shock factor. This one should be a good contest. Yeah. It should be. I think it'll be uh, a bit different from the round two clash where the Fever smashed them by 17. I, I do hope the Magpies can travel well over to Perth and really take it up to West Coast Fever. I think that they're a bit better matched now, being um, sort of midway through the season and having a few extra games under their belt. They've been able to work on um, some combinations in their goal circle, especially, which has improved things a bit for the, the for the Magpies. But I do think the Fever at home. They'll be back at home. They've got to make the most of um, having less travel in the second half of the season, and they'll want to kick that off with a with another good win over the Magpies. But I don't think it'll be by the 17-goal margin we saw last time. <laughs> uh, so before we very quickly get your tips on round eight, uh, the, one of the things that's probably been going through, I suppose, social media and through just the commentary around Super Netball has been the physicality in some of the games. What's been your take on, I guess – the social media area of it, but also the commentary around this perceived increase in physicality. Yeah, I think that this season there has been a lot more um, comments on it and perhaps a bit more commentary on the umpiring, but we have to remember we've lost a lot of experience in umpiring over the past couple of seasons. So it's not, um, and it's not going to be perfect every game, but I think that we we also, on the flip side of it, always enjoy the physicality a bit more as well. We get a bit more into matches that get a bit fiery and you know, get it get a bit physical. So, mm. I think we can't have it both ways. And <laughs> um, if it if it's fair play, I I think play on. And I don't I don't see why there has to be so much commentary about it. I think some of the things that were said over the past couple of weeks have been a bit disappointing, to be honest. But um, overall. You know, it, it's a few players going at it in a, in a goal circle and not everything's going to be perfect, but equally, as long as the umpires have the game as a whole under control, I think that a bit of physicality is great out there. You see it in country netball. Let's <laughs> let's see it on the super netball stage as well. Well, it really is a game when if you, you watch it at this elite level and stuff, you do realise how quickly the skills are getting executed under, how millimetre the difference is between a great intercept and making contact can be, for example. Yeah. So I think that physicality, well, my experience, it's, it's always been there and it's just a, um, yeah, it was, it's interested me the last couple of weeks, the fact that all of a sudden it's been a talking point. So I just thought I'd grab your thoughts while I had you, Sarah. Um, let's finish off with your tips for round eight. So we can go through quite quickly. Vixens, Firebirds. 
Yeah, so Vixens got up last time the Firebirds played, but um, I think the Firebirds will be there to challenge them this week, and I'm going to tip the Firebirds. A bit of an upset. All right, Firebirds it is. Lightning and the Thunderbirds. Yep, so this one last time Oblongo wins the Lightning. I really hope it's the flip of that as a T-Birds fan, but <laughs> I do think the Lightning will want to get back on track. It was a very disappointing week for them last week, so they'll want to respond this weekend. Okay, Lightning it is. Uh, Fever versus Collingwood, Magpies. Yeah, I think I ch- think I chipped this one before, but I, I reckon the Fever will get up at home. Um, Magpies will challenge, but um, Fever. Fever too strong at home. And in the, I guess this is the New South Wales or the, the Sydney derby, I suppose, Giants versus uh, the Swifts. Yeah, we saw this one in round one. This was obviously the game where the Swifts did lose Sam Wallace to the ACL, so right. um, some bad memories for them. But the Giants got up then, and I think the Giants will get up quite comfortably this time. It was by two in round one. I think it'll be by a few more than that this time. Fantastic. It's always great to speak with you this time every week, Sarah, and appreciate your time once again here on the Overnight Crowd. Thanks for having me, Jen. Sarah Wildy joining us from the edge of the crowd with our Super Netball update for the week here on the Overnight Crowd. Time for your calls and your texts when we come back in just a moment. one 736 736 and the text line 0433 Talk soon. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.